Thank you for listening to the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. My name is David Sons, and I serve as the family and discipleship pastor here at the church, as well as the host of this podcast. Our hope is that this podcast would be a resource for our members who are seeking to live out their faith in Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. We want to use this platform to exalt Jesus and equip the members of Lake Murray to be the church where they live, work, and play. Welcome to this episode of the Lake Murray Baptist Church Podcast. Thank you for listening. My guest today is Dr. Chuck Lawless. Dr. Lawless is the Dean of Doctoral Studies and the Vice President for Spiritual Formation and Ministry Centers at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina, where he also serves as a professor of missions and evangelism. Dr. Lawless has served in a number of roles through his ministry, including as the Vice President for Global Theological Advance at the International Mission Board, as the Dean of the Billy Graham School of Missions and Evangelism at Southern Seminary, and several years as a pastor of two local church congregations in the state of Ohio. He is the author of a number of books, including Nobodies for Jesus, Putting on the Armor, and his most recent book, Mentor, How Along the Way Discipleship Will Change Your Life. Dr. Lawless, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for being with us. Hey, thanks, David. I'm glad to be with you. Dr. Lawless, one of the courses uh, that you teach at Southeastern, and we were just talking about this a few minutes ago before we started recording, is a course on personal discipleship and disciple making. I, I was uh, took that course while I was a student at Southeastern and was blessed by it. And one of the key components to personal discipleship or growing in spiritual maturity is the practice of the spiritual disciplines. And so I was hoping that you would talk to our listeners today on the podcast specifically about one key spiritual discipline, and that is the practice of prayer. And so could you start by helping us understand what the Bible teaches us about the importance of prayer? Yeah, sure. And I I appreciate you giving emphasis to prayer because one of my real concerns is that with all the spiritual disciplines, but particularly with prayer, we have a tendency as churches to tell people to pray but not really teach them to pray. And so we hold them accountable for something we've never taught them, and we get frustrated with them for not doing what we've never taught them. And so I do think it's imperative that we as churches back up and teach what what does the Bible teach, how do we pray, how do we learn to pray, how do we pray effectively. And so I start with this, this simple reality that the God that we serve is a God who communicates with us. He's not a God who sits on a shelf with a mouth and he can't speak and ears that he can't hear. Uh, I've been in places around the world where people are worshiping that kind of God, but that's not our God. Our God speaks to us through his word, through his spirit, through his people. And he not only speaks to us, but he wants to hear from us. He he welcomes us into his presence that we we can come to his throne boldly through the shed blood of Christ and in the power of the spirit and the Bible wants us to know that God who wants to communicate with us. And then we then we read we read, for example, the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts, both volumes that that Luke wrote. And here's what we find in the Gospel of Luke: you read it, and you're going to find the prayer life of Jesus from the beginning to the end. That that Gospel is just chocked full with Jesus who had prayer in his DNA. And then you, you move into the early church, and you learn that uh, the early church picked up on the, the pattern of their master. Uh, read the book of Acts, and you're going to find prayer in almost every chapter in the book. In that the early church knew that they could not do what they were doing apart from the power of God. 
And so they're continually returning to him in prayer and seeking his grace and his guidance. And then we read the Apostle Paul in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, calling us to pray without ceasing, we're to pray constantly. This, this is to mark our life, and it, it comes out of relationship with the one who created us and redeems us. Hmm. Dr. Laws, I think you said something incredibly important about the idea of, of uh, many of us expect our folks to pray, uh, but, but they've never been, been taught how. And I think when we talk to people in our churches, or even really for many pastors, uh, we're often surprised to find how little time folks are actually spending in prayer. Uh, now, I'm sure there are a number of reasons for this. Uh, however, my hope is that those in our congregation who are listening to this um, that desire to pray, but maybe they just they just don't know where to begin. And I think you said this exactly. You you reference Luke and Acts and and also Jesus is teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, right? Uh, we see where Jesus is teaching his disciples about prayer, and he says, "And when you pray, right? It's it's a it's an expectation of Jesus that his followers would be praying." And so in the Bible, we see all sorts of prayers. We see prayers of praise. We see prayers of lament. We see prayer for God to destroy our enemies. Uh, and so what would you consider to be the essential elements of prayer? Good, good question. Here's, here's how I define prayer, and I more broadly define all the spiritual disciplines. Uh, prayer is a cry for relationship and a confession of dependence. It's a cry for relationship with God and a confession of dependence on God. And so in essence, prayer says, on one hand, God, I love you. God, I love you so much that I want to talk to you. I, I love my wife. We'll have been married 29 years uh, in just a few weeks. And uh, one of the things I love to do is just talk to her and hear from her. It's just natural that when you're in love with somebody, you want to communicate. You want to talk to and you want to listen to those that you love. And so Part of prayer is saying on one side of the coin, God, I just really love you. And I cannot imagine going through the day without, without uh, speaking to you. Then the, the flip side of that coin is, is this confession of dependence. It's, it's saying, Lord, I not only love you, but I need you. Uh, I can't get through this day apart from your grace. I can't do what you've called me to do apart from your power. And so, this, this means out of love, uh, we, are, we are obediently following God. We, we obediently follow him because we love him. And out of dependence, we are leaning on him. So it's, it's loving him and leaning on him. And both of those are essential to being good prayer warriors. You know, I think in my own personal experience and, and in the experience of, of those who have the opportunity to, to be in a disciple-making relationship, I, I don't know that I've met a true Christian who would say that they don't desire to grow in their intimacy with the Father through prayer. Uh, I think that's an intention, a desire of, of, of most true believers. It should be a desire. As you said a minute ago, we should desire this relationship, this intimacy with our Father. Uh, and I think all of us recognize that we should be praying, but for many believers, if they're honest, uh, they're not praying because, as you said earlier, they, they don't know how. And so what practical advice would you give to someone who desires to grow in their prayer life? Well, I would, I would start where you've, you've actually taken us to, and that is to look at the prayer life of, of Jesus and you see, when, when Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, he does it on the heels of their question. Uh, and that, that is, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And so 
these these disciples who were who were Jewish men who probably had been taught something about prayer, uh, or at least told to pray. What they learned about prayer was that it was ritual. Uh, and so they prayed when they had to, according to the way they were supposed to pray. But what they saw in Jesus was something different. They saw relationship between Jesus, the Son, and God, the Father. They saw results in Jesus praying. And so when they saw relationship and results, that was something unique for them. And so as we think about learning how to pray, I do think we go back and start by looking at the prayer life of Jesus. If he's our master, we want to we want to follow in his footsteps. And then we see the early church did that, and we want to we want to be as they were, as they turned the cities upside down for God's glory. Then I think it's I do think it's important that we look around and find men and women who, at least in our our view, are praying people. Um, look for those prayer heroes that we could have lunch with and say, tell me what you know about prayer. Tell me how you learned to pray. And here's, and here's my experience, David, that um, the, the men that I primarily work with, the men that I work with uh, who are great prayer warriors, not a one of them would say they're great prayer warriors. Um, right. Yeah. And, and in fact, the minute you think you are a great prayer warrior, you probably just lost the qualification. So, so what I love about these folks is they're all willing to say, look, I don't pray nearly like I should. I, I need you just to pray for me that I keep praying as I should. And so I, I think that's really important that we, that we find those persons who will show us how to pray. And then, then I think what we have to do, and I think this is one place where we miss it. We assume that if we don't pray well, the only way to fix that is to pray an hour every morning beginning tomorrow. And so we, we set the alarm an hour early, um, and that, that commitment lasts maybe through one hit on the snooze button. Yeah, right. It, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't last, and then we beat ourselves up. I said I was going to do this. I don't do it, so we don't even try anymore. I'd, I'd push away from that. What, what I want folks to think about is start with 10 minutes a day. Find, find 10 minute segments where you can just get alone with God and pray. Maybe for 10 minutes, you pray for your family. Maybe for 10 minutes, you pray for, your, for, you, for you and your pastoral staff. Um, maybe you pray for 10 minutes for missionaries, or you pray for your neighbors for 10 minutes. What, what I want us to do is, if we find 10 minutes several times throughout the day, we'll pray a lot more than we ever have, and it, and it won't feel like we're just burdened with this, with this calling. And, I, and I'm convinced Every one of us can find 10-minute segments of time each day. Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll fill those minutes with something else. We'll, we'll go to check our email. We'll go to social media. We'll go to Netflix. We'll go to the television. We'll do something with those 10 minutes. All I'm saying is start somewhere praying a little bit, and then as you pray a little bit, that prayer fire will grow. But it's not going to grow at all if we don't start somewhere. So start with the 10 minutes and uh, launch into learning how to pray. I think that's so good and and really from my own experience has been helpful to to find those kind of model uh prayers in our life uh those those uh, saints who you know are are older than we are who have kind of modeled this for us that that was so helpful for me and then I think you're exactly right I think many of us read about some of the great heroes of the faith that you know we're up at four in the morning to to pray for two or three or four hours and we go that should be me uh, but but starting small right and finding those moments throughout the day where we begin to think about 
um, prayer as, as growing in our relationship to the Father. If you would like to hear uh, or read more from Dr. Chuck Lawless, which I would recommend to you, you can check out his website, chucklawless.com, where you'll find an abundance of resources, including articles, his blog posts on a number of topics, including evangelism, leadership, missiology, and church health. Dr. Lawless, I've been so encouraged by our conversation, and I know that our audience will be as well. Thank you for being on the podcast, and I hope you'll come back. Thank you. I'd love to join you again. Take care. Thanks, Dr. Lawless. And a special thank you to you, the members of Lake Mary Baptist Church, and to all of our listeners. Remember, this podcast and the other ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church are brought to you by the generous tithes and offerings of our church membership. To give to the ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can follow the link in the description. For more information about Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can always visit our church website, www.lakemurraybc.org. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new pod is posted. We hope that you'll join us again next time as we seek to live in light of the gospel in the places where God has placed us for his glory, our joy, and others' good.